He didn't blame her none for being wary of him. She had a ripe woman's body and a sweet face that had tempted a cowboy into settling down, something she clearly didn't want from him. I'm just a rambling cowpoke with no notion to sticking around these parts. When the job's done and I'm paid for my trouble, I'll be on my way. Miss Northrop frowned as she eyed him again. Her gaze wandered to his belt buckle, then ventured lower. Cord tensed up. Usually, he didn't mind a pretty woman looking him over. But Miss Northrop had him feeling like a plug horse at auction instead of a young stud. He leaned forward and braced both arms on his knees. Their eyes locked. She let out a whisper of a gasp and sat back, cheeks turning bright red. Cord reckoned she was embarrassed because he'd caught her staring at what a proper lady had no right to look at. Maybe whomever she mourned had kept her away from the corrals and the wranglers. Poor little gal probably didn't know the first thing about men and not much more about horses. If that was the case, he aimed to put her mind at ease on one score. Don't mean to brag, but I'm real good with horses. Cord leaned back and angled his buckle up. I won this in Oklahoma last spring for being the best bronco buster. She sucked in a sharp breath. Bronco busting, you say? Yes, ma'am. Dot told me that you run horses on your outfit. I reckon breaking them will be one of my chores. Miss Northrop pressed a lace-gloved hand to her bosom and went pale as milk, as if he'd said something downright vulgar. I'm sure your award was justly deserved. However, it isn't an attribute to someone who raises thoroughbreds. We don't break our horses. My stableman trains them to be exemplary hunters. You don't say. Though it riled him that she didn't want the likes of him breaking her fine thoroughbreds, the notion of a woman running a stud farm spurred his curiosity. Indeed, I should have several hunters finished by now, but I've suffered the loss of my father and ultimately my ranch hands. Those remaining in my employ can't attend to the various tasks at hand, which is why I'm forced to tread this path. The old gentleman by the door hunched his bony shoulders, cleared his throat, and stared holes in the floor. By the window, the matron folded her hands and mumbled to herself. Cord shook his head. These highfalutin' British folks were making a mighty big fuss over hiring a ranch hand. Didn't they know that cowboys drifted like tumbleweeds from spread to spread? That is why, before we proceed any further, Miss Northrop said over the matron's mutterings, I must have your word of honor that you'll obey all my orders without question. He bid back a laugh, wondering if her bossy ways had been what sent her former cow hands packing. Short of breaking the law, I'll do anything you ask of me. Miss Northrop took a deep breath that strained the thin cloth covering her bosom and looked him square in the eyes. Very well, Mr. Tanner. You now work for me. You won't regret hiring me, ma'am. I sincerely hope you're right. Miss Northrop nodded to the old gent. He shuffled to the connecting door Zachary had left by and knocked on it twice. After you sign the contract which details your duties on the Prairie Rose, 
Miss Northrop said with the slightest quiver in her voice. We'll get on with finalizing our common bond. Yes, ma'am. Court had worked for demanding bosses before, but had never signed a contract. As the old gent moseyed back to his post by the front door, Zachary stepped into the office. He placed a paper, pen, and ink stand on the desk before Cord, then stood by the bookcase. Seeing as he'd worked every ranch job, Cord only gave the contract a quick scan. Nothing peculiar jumped out at him. He dipped the nib in ink, ready to sign. Just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll get right on it. Very well. Your first task is to marry me this afternoon.